This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. My name is Jamie Devitt, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs. My name is Toby Show Silva. My name is Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Enjoy. Wee. Max is in. Oh no, still not, still not audio. You will. We're just waiting for for Will to figure out his microphone. Hello. Yay! Yay! We're all in. We're all in. I mean, I knew you. I knew you lads yeah. to be a bit worse for wear because obviously you've been away at Solfest this weekend. I didn't expect you to be. You know what I mean? Fully fluid and fully on point. You must have had a bit of a wicked weekend. But I mean, like that's that's yeah. it's probably a good note to start things off on because you know this week there hasn't been a lot of Carlisle United related news because it's kind of gearing in towards the end of the the transfer window obviously a lot of it's very football focused we'll talk about that in the match report and bits and bobs like that so to kick things off on a nice little note in the preamble I mean you've both been to Solfest this weekend Um, did you did you you end up meeting up at any point did you bump into each other we did once yes (laughs) where were you at where were you at um, just outside the main stage, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. It was like I think it was walking between stages because I think we were going in different directions, so we couldn't chat for long. But, yeah, um... but I'd seen um, I'd seen uh, Will's um, message in the group chat, and like in the back of my head, I was like, oh, maybe I'll see him like in the corner of my eye. <laughs> yeah, time. and then I was walking towards the main stage, and there he was in his in his away top. I was like. I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the salad, was, uh, the fruit salad on. Yeah, this was after <laughs> after the final result as well. I think. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think we I were asked you about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, yeah, Max, you watched it. Uh, well, you listened to it, didn't you? You were like a group of people gathered round. I saw it on your story. Yeah. Um, obviously, we, we've kind of been catching up on highlights and bits and bobs, the best that we can yeah. kind of do this week. Um, obviously, Denwood's away. Uh, Liam's away. He's away in like Aberdeen this week, but he'll be back as soon as you know he's available again uh it's kind of nice having a, like a rotating foursome it, it doesn't leave us as a twosome kind of thing too regularly yeah. so that's kind of nice but i mean Solfest, it must have been a good weekend will your highlight yeah. from Solfest, the best act um i think the best act was a random appearance by she drew the gun um she drew, did... i saw them at the brickyard they're good then yeah, um, they weren't even supposed to be there, but she came on and 
I went on stage with one of the acts that was on Melodrome, of all places as well. Wow. <laughs> Melodrome. Yeah. That was, it looked like a good little little uh, do, that actually. Yeah, it's a it's it's a funny one because I don't tend to look through what's on at Melodrome because it just tends to be random stuff. But um, yeah. and and this wasn't actually on the program, but like stickers started appearing all over Soulfest saying she drew the gun at Melodrome with and then the name of the act that was in the program that she was joining on stage. So yeah, that's a decent um, surprise for Soulfest, yeah. Yeah, Sigma as well. Uh, we had Sigma. Sigma and Goldie. I think, yeah, I think Sigma was my favourite from Town Stub of the weekend. Yeah, Max, have you got a highlight from Solfest? Um, well, when I bought the ticket for Solfest, Ocean Colour Scene was one that stuck out for me. I was like, yeah. probably buzzing to see them. Yeah, and um, I went there with a few of my mates, and we had such a brilliant time at Ocean Colour Scene. Um, and also as well on the main stage as well as Wilkinson. I think that was on Saturday night or something. Yeah, um, I think, yeah. Yeah, but that was absolutely unreal. Yeah, I absolutely loved that. Um, so, yeah, anyone listening, uh, Soulfest is definitely worth a visit. It was absolutely quality. It surprised me, actually, because I've been there. It's first was it time your I've first been one? Ah. Well, I'd, I'd been there when I was, like, 10, but obviously you don't really remember it. But, yeah, you see all um, the kind of, like, 10-year-olds going around with their parents and none of them look yeah. like that into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Camping holiday. That's what you told me, Mum. This is a bit different. This ain't Skegness. I go to Kendall Calling every year normally, and obviously that's quite a big festival now. No, it's so really I didn't really know what to expect from Soulfest, but it was absolutely unreal. It's quality. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely go next year. The glowing endorsement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe we can back today, Max. Podcast at Soulfest next year. That'd be great. Like I think that'd be definitely work <laughs> out. Like if we can watch the game on the Saturday, then go to Soulfest on the Sunday and do a live podcast somewhere. Like, you yeah. know, be the first one on. We'll do a warm up back for anyone. <laughs> that'd be all right. The amount of Carlisle tops and Carlisle flags I saw. You get yeah. a bigger you get a bigger attendance than the uh, the main stage sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, definitely. I mean, maybe if maybe if results went differently. But then again, it's been a controversial result. Uh, I mean, I've been watching the replay of that kind of penalty appeal. I don't see any contact. But we'll get into that. We'll get into all this stuff later on, lads. I'm glad you've had a really good weekend at Solfest. And obviously, Den Wood's not joining us. But let me introduce things properly. Let me do. Let me do the proper kickoff. Oh. <laughs> How's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode one, two, three. That's right, 123. It's a bit of one of those niche kind of milestones, episode one, two, three. So I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by two thirds of the new generation of the Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right. I am buzzing to be joined by Max. And Wills, Wills, you need to connect your microphone. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We've had some technical. 
That's it. We've been technical. We've had some technical issues. The coffin forgot to put it back on. Ah, uh, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I was like, because like the camera kind of switched from one side to the other side. So like Max is on my left now, and you're on my right. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of readjusting to that dynamic, but I'm, it'll be fine. It'll be absolutely fine, lads. Um, yeah, you've been at Solfest this weekend. So like, obviously Carlisle were at Port Vale away. Denwood did go to the game. Uh, Liam did go to the game. We've got his man of the match. We've got his um predictions for next week so he's not completely gone uh, but we've had to rejig guessing the player so it's going to be me versus Max in guessing the player this week and Will you're going to be hosting it and uh, yeah it'll just throw the fixture list into I mean it's early in the season it doesn't matter we'll call it a postponement and we're moving on to the next fixture it's not going to mess things up too badly but uh, lads we're right at the start of the podcast and uh, I mean we've had a good crack about Solfest but you know we've got traditions around here on the Blue Army podcast we like to kick things off with a bit of a laugh and a bit of a joke and that can only mean it's time for one thing and one thing only it's time for the Blue Army podcast joke of the week is he having a laugh I think he's trying to (laughs) (laughs) it's the Blue Army podcast joke of the week <laughs> See, this would go off at Solfest. It would be crazy. I'd be, I'd be like, is he having a laugh? And the crowd would be like, yeah, I think he's trying to it'd go off. It'd go off at Solfest. It really would. Honestly, you've got a bookers. You've got a bookers Solfest. Anyone, Kendall calling, we'll take your bookings. We'll do we'll do Silith Blues Festival. We'll do anything. <laughs> We'll do it all. That's it. We'll do it all, mate. We'll do all of it. (laughs) It's time for the blue. The Glastonbury. That's the aim. That's the aim. We'll get there. Main stage, Glastonbury, 12 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. (laughs) We'll get there one day. We'll get there one day. But, lads, that wasn't the joke of the week. This is the joke of the week, all right? I took my chameleon to the vets because it couldn't change colours. He was diagnosed with a reptile dysfunction. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to laugh. It's a good one. That. No, it's, it's cheesy, but, but it's, it's worth it. Like, it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's good. It's it'll yeah. do. It'll do. It'll do for this week's joke of the week. Anyway, it's good enough. It's good enough. Right, we'll plow on and we'll crack on with the podcast. And obviously, everybody knows what's happening next. It's time for the part of the show where we like to. Um, broaden our horizons and look beyond the world of Carlisle United, but not too far. We like to keep it within the realms of relativity. It's time for the part of the show where we get to find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there in the league? One roundup with Wills. You're flying solo this week, mate. Yeah, so uh, what have you got for us, pal? Um, so, uh, the main bit of news from League One this week is Charlton have sacked their manager, the first club in the AFL this season to do so. Oh, I missed uh, that. Yeah, uh, yesterday I think it was, or um, yeah, yesterday they announced he was sacked. Uh, Dean Holden, um, he's managed Charlton since December last year when they weren't doing so well in League One and. He improved them and saw them turn away from relegation. They're still a club that, you know, you'd think that they expect to be up there. Yeah. And, you know, 
Is it is it early days? It's only five games. They've won their opening day of the season against Leighton Orient, who have also struggled. Um, but then since then, they went out of the Carabao Cup 3-1 to Newport and then were beaten by Peterborough, Bristol Rovers, Port Vale and Oxford. Mm-hmm. And the uh, board at Charlton there have decided try a different manager, not for us. So, um, he's not got off to a good enough start, has he? For, for Charlton, anyway. Like, I think Charlton yeah. were expecting themselves to be well, up there. Quite a big club, aren't they? It is, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's quite early to make that decision. Maybe you know, it's not usually after five games, but um, there must have been know, a conversation. Yeah, There's got to be but, leaking, leaking like the captain's had a word with the chairman or something. There's some <laughs> kind of leaking that's gone on there to get such a direct result. Yeah, so, I mean, he's gone also with his backroom staff. Um, oh, complete wipeout. Indeed, yeah. Um, they've brought so, uh, Jason Pierce uh, will take over on an interim, pay, uh, interim basis. Don't know who Jason Pierce is. Um, someone from the academy or something, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, not been too. I mean, it's not been too good in League One for Charlton, and I guess maybe they're concerned that if they don't turn things around quickly this season, they're not going to have a much of a chance of going up again. So yeah, I think it is just the you know the actions of a club that are panicking. Yeah, well, yeah, panicking, but not. You know, panicking maybe because they worry that they won't be part of the promotion race. It's a different kind of panic to what, like, uh, those clubs like ourselves who may be expected to struggle would feel. Um, because, yeah, they, you know, they kind of like... Three you don't points. want on the opportunity of... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So three points out of five games, um, not enough for them at the start of the season. So they'll be yeah. looking for a new manager. It's pretty um, cutthroat, but your season can be made and they're not lost on that kind of decision, can't it? Indeed, yeah. So, I mean, I'll, you know, we'll have a look and see what the odds are. Who's favourite to be the next Charlton manager? Um, favourite at the moment is Lee Johnson. Uh, like previously managed was in Bristol City. Mm, the a bell. Um, Carl Robinson, uh, you know, someone who's been around the blocks a bit at this level. Yeah. Um, uh, Steve Cottrell, who uh, recently departed Shrewsbury, did a good job there. Uh, Darren Moore, who obviously got promoted from this division last season with Sheffield Wednesday, but has since left them. And that'd be a coup for them. That'd be a good one. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's 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 been looking for, you know, he's been looking for work since leaving Sheffield Wednesday, with obviously that big. That big promotion on his CV, so um, you know I've I've heard his name touted around a few clubs, even clubs that still have managers, but uh, you know that are walking on ice a bit. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, so we're gonna wait and see see who Charlton appoint, and also you know is is their new appointment gonna come in and turn them around? Are they gonna go up the table and and, and get into a promotion race with the right manager? Um, I guess we have to see, but that's that's all my news for this week. Just focus on that. Yeah, nice man. Uh, nice. Thanks very much. That's the League One roundup this week, where we all got to find out what's been happening here. 
What's been happening there in the league? One roundup with Will. See, it will go off at Solfest this show. It will go Ooh. off. Like, people will go crazy like for us. Sm- like smoke machines and, and stuff. Like <laughs> Get those, like, <laughs> cannons. Like, <laughs> <laughs> those sparks flying. That would be awesome. But now, it, now it's time for everybody's newest favourite segment from everybody's newest favourite co-host. That's right. It's time for Max's Million Pound Idea. And I believe, Max, you've been doing a bit of research by reaching out to uh, some of the Carla United faithful. I have been reaching out, to be fair, and I've had uh, quite a lot more responses than uh, maybe I thought I would get. But um, I'll just sort of, um, I'll just pick a few out. I'll pick two out for, for today's episode. And I'm, I'm looking at them now and I'm thinking, which one's more important? And to be fair, I'll take them all. <laughs> <laughs> They're all good um, ideas. But I'll, I'll put kind of a, a, a bit of an interesting one to start with. And um, so this is from Ryan Hogarth. So shout out to him on Instagram. But he's he suggested it's it's quite a bold plan. Um, but he suggested a twelve thousand seater stadium, like an all seater stadium, but with safe standing behind each goal. Hmm. Um so obviously that's quite a an interesting idea. Hmm. Well, it's still at Brunton Park. He hasn't he, he hasn't specified, but I'd imagine so, yeah. So, so- obviously it it might be a case of sort of renovating what's like what's actually already there. Um, you could probably keep the uh, Andrew Jenkins stand, and um, just sort of renovate the Warwick and the waterworks, and also the like the Edinburgh Woollen Mill and the the paddock. Yeah, I mean the introduction of safe standings changed the conversation around uh, new build stadiums because. Up until recently, if you were gonna, you know, you know, if we were gonna build a new stadium, the terracing would have to go because you weren't allowed to build new terracing. But you know, now yeah. that you yeah, know, obviously... there's potential for clubs to have that's yeah, gone. Yeah, no, no, fans, fans like when um clubs sort of announce new stadiums, and if you'd if you'd have previously had standing. There'd have been a bit of an opposition from the existing fans who had previously stood, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but like with, like you say, with the introduction of safe standing, that obviously um, eliminates that sort of, um, like, like you can't argue against it by saying, "Oh, I wanted to stand," sort of thing. Because yeah. That you could do it. You could do it in stages, couldn't you? Obviously, like you know, you you sort of like yeah. go for the waterworks end first because that's not going to upend anyone. Yeah. So yeah. you put your money in the waterworks end first, and then you encourage people yeah. to sort of migrate yeah. over that way. And then that's potentially when you do the Warwick because the Warwick's the one that needs the most work, but that's going to have yeah. a lot of disturbance to the fans, to the yeah. season ticket holders, to the people that like standing there. And then they've got a choice: you can join the paddock and you can still stand, or you can be the first ones to get tickets for the waterworks. End while yeah. we're redeveloping that side of the ground and then it becomes a conversation once you've got the waterworks done once you've got the warwick done what do we want to do with the paddock because i don't yeah. think there's a lot you can do because it, technically it's like a listed building like parts of it are like a listed building yeah. or something like that like structurally parts of it are like a listed building so yeah you can put seats in it 
Um, but like as as far as like building a new roof or like putting new seats in the seating area that's already there and replacing the wooden seats that are there, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where the the line would be drawn. Is then would that wooden seat section is the part of the stadium that's like the historical yeah. part that's being sort of like maintained yeah. and looked after. So potentially you could you could you know do something and extend the roof. You could build a roof over the roof if you know what I mean, kind of thing, and then put seating into the paddock somewhere. And, I feel like and have paddock it. people like getting wet though. There's a pride to it. There is yeah. a pride to it. There is. You see they them. Something else to complain about, there is a pride to it. They do like standing there and they watch the people. They call them, what do they call them? They call them snakes or something. Like the people, when it rains, they open the Warwick and they all come into the Warwick. And yeah. they all call them. The Warwick have got a name for them and the Paddock have got a name for them as well. It's like, we see you coming in. Even though you haven't so, got a ticket the for it, the used to always like saying you'll never take the Warwick when it's time. <laughs> no, that's a good one though. That's a good one though. Yeah, it, it definitely. There's definitely room to improve, and, and like we do need to have Brunton Park modern. You know, just it like brought well, up it, to scratch. It, it opens yeah. the, the argument of like building a whole new stadium altogether. I know there was talk um, a few years ago about it. I don't know how I don't know how much there was behind that, but um, like you, it's one of them. Like you, you don't really know the ins and outs, but um, I do think we've kind of outgrown Burton Park now. Um, yeah. like, it comes a point where either you have to renovate it or you have to like build a whole new stadium. Yeah, I think you I have mean, to renovate it. You have to, you can't take the heart out of the city. Like that's that's a proper yeah. you know what I mean. It's a city centre club. Sorry, Will. I I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a proper city centre club. So, like, the, the, the plans were so, where they've built, like, um, there's a new Starbucks out by Kingmore, and there's like a few new sort of like like shops and stuff that have opened around there. There's like a bedding shop and stuff. When they when they were basically flattening that out, it was offered to the football club to maybe use as a possible development site. Um, yeah. and there was there was plans drafted up which got leaked onto social media that look like new stadium designs and things like that. But, yeah. you know, the, these things are very, to, to big end businesses, these things are very flippant. You know, it's sort of like, oh, well, go and get someone to design a, like a stadium, maybe potentially that might fit on there. But the club might have never even commissioned that to be done. It might have been the developer yeah. using it yeah. as something for the club to see. And then it's been leaked because they might be trying to push the fans to encourage them to move stadiums. And, you know, it's just rich businessmen trying to make more money and sort of like kind of seedy ways by stirring the fans' excitement up and trying to push the club yeah. into a certain direction, yeah. maybe. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. And it I, was I, that I, again, I, that was Rog Rory Hogarth or something, Ryan Hogarth. That was good that. Yeah, Ryan Ryan Hogarth on Instagram on Insta. DM'd me with that idea. And nice. um, yeah, mm. no, it's it's a good talking point to be fair. But anyways, I'll one. move I'll move on to uh, another one which is uh, a bit less of a commitment for the club. Um, I don't know if you remember a madness one step beyond, but um, mm-hmm. someone called Jack Jack Winder on Instagram um, suggested bringing back music for goals and players walking on. So by players walking on, I presume he means sort of, I don't know if they still do it, but, but like, do you remember madness one step beyond? When, yeah. When yeah. They, hey, you, don't watch that. Yeah. Watch this. It's Carl United at Park. Yeah, I think they have. Yeah. I think they've recently done it, but there was definitely a period where, like, yeah. they stopped doing that. 
It was in the paper. They, they asked fans to vote on what the new March Out song should was be it? at some point. Yeah, it was in the yeah. paper. Yeah. About a year ago. They played um, Freed from Desire as well mm, before yeah. they exit a game. Which, yeah. you know, it's good, it's good to hear that one again at a football ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I haven't heard it at Carlisle since Jabba O'Beara has left. If anyone remembers that track, yeah. Jabba was on fire. Yeah, <laughs> hugely original one. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, sort of like that one step beyond ones. It's it's iconic in a way because you know they've tailor made it for us. It, it, you know what yeah. I mean? There's that pre-recording beforehand, and like I can't remember if that, I think it stretches as far back as like Simo's first time in charge because I seem yeah. to remember like Kevin Gray. You know what I mean? Waiting in the tunnel for it to be like, hey, you don't watch that. Watch this. It's Carlisle United at Brunton Park, and then Kevin Gray with the Kev Gray down the tunnel. You know, like 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 a barrage, like knock over a couple of mascots with the pom poms and stuff. What were they called? The Nixons, Vixens at the time, them cheerleaders. Knock over a couple of cheerleaders, like trample on a sprinkler or something like you know, that was kev gray wasn't it yeah. you know, he came out but i don't know like these days do you you'd be tempted to keep with that tradition wouldn't you because it's it's an iconic song for the club but it's been yeah. through the ups and downs so like there's a reason they stopped using it is because yeah. you know it was kind of getting associated yeah. Yeah. All the, all, we've been through the ups and downs we still keep turning up Charlie. Yeah. True, true, true. So maybe it needs to stay one step beyond, or yeah. like maybe they're I mean, just trying this, to find something else that works. Yeah, I mean, these clubs that have like really famous club anthems must have been through a phase where, oh yeah, things weren't going like uh, when things weren't going well for Sunderland. Did they maybe kind of think should we just sack off that uh, classical music that we come out to? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no one's really it's... feeling it anymore. <laughs> Oh, but definitely. Now it's like, no, but they haven't done that. No, I mean, West Ham still sing Forever Blowing Bubbles. Liverpool still sing You'll Never Walk Alone. Like, maybe yeah. maybe we just need to stick with something. I don't know. Maybe we need to stick with something. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Get one step beyond back on. Well, well what he said was um, bring back music for goals. So Okay. I don't, I don't remember there being uh, music for, like, goals. I can't maybe that would be years ago. Music. Yeah. Years and Probably years ago. Probably before my time, so. It was like literally just a little blip of music, yeah. yeah, that would sort of like flash on between. And I don't know if yeah. it was like that particular player got to pick the song that would go on oh, to his goals, but it was a very niche kind of like season. It might have been like 2009, 2010 or something, yeah. like that yeah. kind of season. But I'm sure I remember like Carl the Hitman Holy, and then something, <laughs> you know, and then something. Yeah, it was that in. stadium announcer back then. Yeah, <laughs> and then, but, like, but whenever I think of music for goals, I, I always just think of Fleetwood's annoying Captain Pugwash that they play. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should get just a really annoying one just to yeah. <laughs> like like annoying things that football clubs do. You've got Fleetwood's Captain Pugwash, um, Lincoln City's Air Raid Sirens. Should we look to kind of join that group? Yeah. It's like Quite a kettlebell. Well. Is <laughs> that a consistent kettlebell going on? Yeah, but I'll just say before before we move on, um, anyone who's um putting any suggestions, um, you'll be either on the next podcast or, or the one after that. I just got quite. A, I couldn't. I couldn't read all of them all on this ones, but uh, just I just appreciate your uh, your input and uh, yeah, you'll get on, you'll get on the next one or the or the one after that. 
That's it, man. You got to save some. You we got to save some. You know, we we're trying to keep this podcast under an hour. You got to save some. <laughs> but like, by all means, absolutely appreciate all the comments that have been sent in. Um, we've had a fantastic response, mate. We really have. Um, just sort of like as a knock-on effect, because you post on your Instagram um page Carlisle United fan news um and obviously you've tagged the Blue Army podcast into that and just as a reaction from that the the amount of like extra new followers that we're reaching just on the podcast page and stuff like that so it's yeah. definitely having a really good effect and it's really cool because I couldn't really figure out a way to consistently get the fans involved with an opinion or something like that so it's fantastic that you know we've managed to be able to to, to get that into the podcast now so yeah really appreciate those responses uh, we'll move on to the Carlisle United related news and obviously Max thank you for doing your uh million pound ideas segment as well but we'll move on to the Carlisle United related news and um, something that happened just after we recorded the last podcast was the signing of Terry Ablade on loan from Fulham um, that's right when it was announced that Carlisle United made a loan signing from Fulham Denwood might have been forgiven for thinking and getting excited that his favourite little boy, Sonny Hilton, was on his way back to Brunton Park. But no, it's a more obscure signing of a fellow that played in Finland's top division before making his way towards the MLS second division and then being signed by Fulham and is now in the UK after a unfruitful loan uh last season not scoring any goals in England professionally just yet or in fact since leaving Finland Terrier Blade gentlemen uh, Max on paper you can be forgiven for not being excited about this but there's always potential with a loan signing and at the end of the day they're just on loan yeah that's a thing like you get loads of players who maybe have a couple of loans that are maybe not as fruitful as they would have hoped but then they'll go and bank sort of a goal a game and so maybe not that much, but they'll have a good look. Nice. So. Yeah, nice. that'd be lovely laugh. But, uh, nice, like... Yeah, but no, no, I'm <laughs> I'm quite open, open to any lone players coming in. Um, you know, he's he's obviously got a point to prove, sort of thing. And um, you know, I think we need that bit of pace up front. Um so I, yeah, I'm I'm quite excited to see him. And I hope I hope he um hope I hope Simo can uh, can get the best out of him. It adds us up to three loan signings in the attack position. Um, so obviously we've got Butterworth, there's Plange, and now we've brought in a blade as well. Will, do, yeah. do you think that, you know, there's going to be a shuffling of the pack and we might see potentially, you know, the person that's obviously on the periphery, Butterworth, potentially disappearing a bit earlier than planned? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know if he'd leave, but... Um... Yeah, it might it, it might like find his chances limited, or you know it might come back in if we're still struggling for goals. Um, I think like Simos trying different systems, and one of those symptoms might still include Butterworth that he hasn't tried yet, and you know there might be more things for Garner or um, you know that might use Plange. Um, maybe at one point, Simol just kind of like find the system that works and will start scoring goals. It'll be nice. Or maybe it's going to be a player that we sign before the end of the transfer window, like a, a more experienced striker. Or maybe one of the kind of like young premiership lads like um, a blade 
will you know just turn out to be actually shit hot in this division and <laughs> nice. you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know um i mean it's 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 difficult to kind of like keep thinking of things to say about young premier league loanies that we don't know anything about because we we tend to just kind of be saying the same things over and over again it's like um are we a bit disappointed that it wasn't a bigger signing? We still wish well, them well. Yeah, is, 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 is that uh, something to go experience. into then, Will? Is that, is that sort of like we're so used to this this repetitiveness of these loan players coming in that are untested or potentially, you know, they have been tested, but they haven't done very well. Are we are we starting to become numb to, to this kind of a signing? And, and is that maybe potentially something the club should be just not wasting the money on, saving it for something else bigger in the future rather than recruiting like and like again? Or is it a lottery? Have you got to take a chance on the lottery of loans? I think all clubs have them. I don't think it's like just a Carlisle thing. I think if you look through squads in League One now, most teams have one or two teenage Premier League loanies in there. And, and, you know, have probably the same kind of like success ratio as us. Um, Maybe some of the clubs around like London and Manchester do do a bit better out of it because they've got a better pick mm. of like players yeah, that's that are local to them. But um, yeah, it's it, it tends to be kind of like par for the course, especially with so many young players these days just getting hoovered up into the Premier League academies. Um, clubs like us, therefore, don't have as many good players coming out of our academies, and then you've got all these players that need somewhere to play. Um, mm. but you know, sometimes they do come down and just hit the ground running, do really, really well down here, and that sort of like launches their career. Sometimes they'll come down, they'll do really well in one season for us, and then just never recapture that anywhere else. Uh, it's just you know, it's, it's more of a general thing about kind of like you know, where are young players these days? Um, are they getting in, you know, is being in these Premier League academies good for them? Does it help clubs like us that part of our squads and everyone else's squad are now always going to have a few of these players in them? Don't know, but um, certainly, you know, still still hope and be optimistic because, we, you know, we will have done our scouting on them. So you kind of like saying, hopefully with the likes of Planche, who has shown some, you know, he has kind of like shown some promise this season, despite not maybe having the best of um, recommendations from the um, previous clubs that he was at on loan. But um, Simo maybe seen something in him, maybe seen something in um, Abade too, Abade, 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 Blade. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Philip's> asking. <laughs> Phillips will ask him eventually, but no, I mean it's 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 one of those sort of like re- repeat and 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 rinse kind of situations where we've brought in another attacking option, but we don't know anything about them. Uh, Max, in the past, especially under Simo's first reign, um, and up until quite recently, we'd be looking at loan players from Newcastle, Manchester United, Liverpool, Manchester City. You know, we were bringing in players like Oliver Norwood, James Chester. Um, there was uh, some, uh, what was he called? The winger from Newcastle. We, we, we brought in players from a more local catchment area, but now we look to be bringing in players from Fulham and Crystal Palace more regularly. Um, do you think that affects 
they, they, what do you think sort of happened there for Carlisle United to maybe fall out of favour with those bigger teams? Is it an implement of the under 23s Premier League or is, is you know, we just, we just, we're not up to scratch. We haven't been in that division for long enough. We haven't got those connections. What do you think's happened well, there? No, I don't necessarily think it's anything to do with that. I think it's just a, perhaps a different um, direction um, taken by Greg Albert and Simo. Um, I don't think we've fallen out of favour of anyone at all. Uh, I think obviously when players come in on loan, we obviously treat them, treat them well, and we're obviously quite professional in how we treat them. So um, no, I just think. Um, we go out there and see who's available in the loan market and obviously assess our options. And um, I don't think necessarily when it comes to loan signings, I don't think geography makes much of a difference. I mean, you look at Gordon last season, he, I don't think he'd been out of London before. So, mm-hmm. um, so obviously with Carlisle, when it comes to loan signings, compared to permanent signings, it doesn't have much of an effect because obviously... Um, it's difficult when you're bringing in people permanently. You've they've got a whole move, yeah. move the whole family up and stuff, haven't they? Um, but yeah. when it when it when it's alone, I don't think it's as much of an effect. And I think it's just I, I'm not looking in, into it too much, like in terms of where the players are coming from. Um, and I've got I've got full faith in uh, Greg Abbott. To be fair, and Simo, they obviously think the lad's going to make a difference. So. I'm just going to, I think we should all just get behind him and uh, hopefully he can grab a few goals because that's what we're well in need of at the minute. Yeah, yeah. I just I just hope like the Cali United fans aren't just getting a bit fed up of this. Who's this coming in on loan? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I hope well, he does all right. Mean, You're not getting get the excitement, league, you know like, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of, you know, maybe some people vent their frustration onto the players coming in on loan because we've failed to bring in anyone more established. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you, you know, you wouldn't necessarily expect, and I don't think anyone does expect um, these young loanies to be the game changing player that's gonna, you know, really kind of boss our season. Um, they're coming to get experience and hopefully kind of like, help us um i think that's kind of what they expect and it's what their clubs expecting it's what we expect of them and i think in many cases as well when we're talking about premier league players um we probably don't have to input that much in terms of wage, wages well if anything because mm. we're providing them with experience for their young players which is something they want and they've got plenty of money so i think it's one of them things where they don't. I don't think that um, Premier League clubs gouge us for money in the loan market. They gouge us for money in other ways, but um, I think that generally we don't kind of you know it's a it's almost like a no lose deal for us because um, we can take them if they're good. We've got a good player. If not, that you know they then they get sent back in January. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just fearful that a lot of Carlisle United fans are getting a bit weary of the the loan system at the moment. Too many loan players potentially coming in. It's the lack of big names, though, really, rather than. I don't think anyone will be complaining about having like players in on loan like that, if they were if they were happy with the signings that we've made, um, and particularly kind of the shape of the squad up front. 
Yeah. I mean, talking about signings that we, we might have made, it was reported that Carlisle United had a bid rejected for Harrogate striker Armstrong. Uh, the asking price is reported to be around half a million pounds. Now, obviously, there is also reports around the fact that Dean Henderson will be making a big money move to Crystal Palace this week. And we've spoken about the windfall of these kind of situations before on the podcast. There's not going to be a huge influx of money but there will be a guaranteed amount of money over a certain amount of time, which has been spoken about um, in in board meetings on those Facebook live videos. If you've ever, if ever sat through one of those YouTube board meeting videos, Um, is it potentially now desperate times for Carlisle to uncharacteristically flash some cash and bring somebody in. Uh, do 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 you feel, Max, potentially that that we're that desperate that we need to flash some cash? I wouldn't say we're desperate, but um, I think every Carlisle fan right now would be kind of wanting that to happen. Um, in the same breath, obviously, you don't want to put the club into any sort of danger in terms of um, obviously getting into financial difficulties. Um, I'd far, I'd much rather get relegated this season um, without sort of risking the club's existence than spending loads of money and then paying the price later on and potentially end up like um, Barry or someone like that. Um, yeah. I know that's probably a bit too, um, you know, that might be a bit over the top, but um, definitely I, I think every Carlisle United fan would um, definitely welcome um, if there is some money coming in, obviously we don't know that we don't know like, exactly what might be coming in or what might what might not be coming in but if they could spend a bit more and give Simo the reins a bit and just like it'd be up to him at the end of the day um so yeah I'd, I'd like to see a bit of money spent but I'm, I'm not desperate I don't think it's desperate times well do you think that Armstrong's the the, the target do you know much about the Harrogate man I don't know um... much about him to be fair no. I'll let Will talk. Will's probably knows more about him than me. I don't know. Sorry, you've you've kind of built me up to let you all down. No, I don't really know much more about him than you, other than he was a, a big goal scorer for Harrogate last season and he's being looked at by quite a lot of clubs um, who expect Harrogate to lose him. So he's still with Harrogate at the moment. So, you know, whether it's just going to drag on until the end of the transfer window and then he'll go somewhere. Well, I think there's a lack of options the there. Want. Yeah, I think there's a lack of options there, which is driving the price up on these kind of players. You yeah. know, like yeah. We, we we haven't spent money in a long time as well. Not nothing over six figures in, in a long time at Carlisle United. But we've brought in a few transfers and we've managed to, you know, with this Henderson deal and with um Trafford as well, with a little bit of money coming from those kind of deals. And this so-called, you know, investment that's gone very quiet this week. There's been nothing really reported about the uh, the American investment family that potentially coming in to make an investment. But um, maybe this isn't flashing the cash. Maybe half a million is just the going rate these days, and we need to at least step up to what the going rate is. You know, like maybe that's what it is. You know, everything else has gone up. You know, in the Premier League. Yeah. Average signings are like 30 million, 35 million for an average signing now. No one in the Premier League signing a, a first team starter for five, six yeah. million anymore. So, surely it's really, yeah, you do get yeah. sort of worried. Like, you do get sort of worried when 
Um, obviously, clubs because we're in League One now. It's not, it's not like a tin pot like Conference League. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we never seem to spend any money, um, and we don't sort of ever question it. But in the same breath, like you're thinking, you don't want to sort of risk any sort of exis- existential sort of, you know, you don't you don't want to put the club in any danger. But you know, we're in the relegation places already, and you're thinking, you know. I wish we could maybe spend a bit of money and but who knows. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's finding the right targets as well. It is finding the right targets. But like this Armstrong, he's got a proven record, at least the level below, he's scoring goals. It's just, I feel like this is the going rate now and where we're not willing to match just what the average going rate is anymore. I don't think Harrogate are actually asking for an extortionate price for the top goal scorer. Um, We're we're stupid enough to, and and I'll probably go on to this after we talk about the defeat to Port Vale, but, you know, our recruitment was lacking in the fact that you throw an extra 400 quid at Morgan Feeney, he signs the contract. If you give Dennis two years instead of one year, he signs the contract and then you've got your captain and you've got your top goal scorer from last season signed up for this seat and it arguably they're the two most important things that you need from last yeah. year is your top goal scorer and your captain and they failed to do that financially and yeah. one of them's gone a division below and I know Tranmere do all right I know Tranmere have a pretty big following um but it's only it's only when certain teams aren't playing at home um that they get that big I mean, followings I mean there, there does come a point where you've got to kind of put your foot down as fans and think like what what's actually going on here do you even want to stay in the division kind of thing, um, but it's 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 still early doors, and uh, I'm hoping you know we're going to string a couple of wins together, and we're not going to be so sort of worried about being in the same league next season. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think I definitely think it's in the squad's capabilities. I do. I just think we got to find that system, and Simo's the best man for it. We just got to find that system, and eventually we'll find our way through it. But I'm still torn between. I don't think that we. Even if we do bring in somebody for half a million pounds, it's gonna answer all of our problems. So, like, I feel like we've left it too late to build a squad around a half a million pound player. Now we're just trying to patch up our problems with a half a million pound player, and yeah. that's a completely different type of proposition. Uh, it's a completely different type of dynamic, and it's a completely different way to come at that situation from. Um, so it might be more detrimental to spend big money on somebody to come in and think he's going to solve all of our problems because let's face it, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we thought that was Sean Maguire. We thought Sean Maguire is going to come in. He's our big sign in. He's going to start scoring goals. And now we're five games in, no victory. And I know he's not, 
had a chance to potentially embed himself into the squad, but that's the impact we're expecting because that's the kind of money we were yeah. told we were spending on him. Um, most of our problems, most of our problems at the minute are scoring goals, isn't it? So you know, if they're going to spend the money, they might as well spend it on a striker because although Sean Maguire has like impressed me in recent games, he hasn't got any goals still, and that's kind of what you need. It's like we all I mean, love, we it, all love, we all love Joey Garner, but like he doesn't always put the yeah. ball on the back of the net. But we all love him. Yeah, well, I won't mind him giving a, you know, I'd give him a bit of more of a chance to be fair. Joey Garner mm-hmm. he played much recently. I'd give him a go. I'd definitely give him a go. Well, there is, like I said earlier on, there isn't much Carla United related news. Uh, I think we've managed to spread out those two stories as far as we could possibly spread them. And we'll pick things up, gentlemen, because we've had a bit of a moan and a bit of a nag there, or at least I have anyway. So I feel like we need to pick the spirits up, which is at the halfway point of the show, time to play our first game of the show. It's the newest game on the show as well. It's time for higher... Or lower Carlisle United edition. Now, Will's got all excited and smiley because he's the reigning champion so far. Uh, So he's going (laughs) to go first this week. Uh, Max, you did really well last week. The two of you stuck it out. Denwood went out in the first round. We're going to pick up where we left off. We're in 2014-15 season, which means it's FIFA 15. Uh, I believe last week we ended on Charlie Wyke. And I'll obviously give you the rating for the first one. And then I'll ask you which is higher or lower. Will, you're going to kick things off this week. So Charlie Wyke was rated on FIFA 2015 as an overall of 58. So was Stephen Elliott higher or lower? It's a difficult one because I remember him being like somebody who had a bit of experience and he was just unlucky with injury and Charlie Wyke was like the opposite when we had him back then he didn't really have any reputation so I'm gonna I'm gonna gamble on higher I mean you've you've well thought it out there and <laughs> you'll be rewarded for doing so well done Stephen Elliott was higher <laughs> than Charlie Wyke Max for you sir higher or lower than Stephen Elliott Paul Furwell. Paul Furwell. I think he was he was aging a bit at that point. Um, he was also a bit of a legend at the club, isn't he? Um, Massively, yeah. I love Paul Furwell. Yeah, but um, I, think I think Stephen Elliott was about sixty, so I'll go. I reckon he's fifty-nine, so I'll go lower. You're saying lower for Paul Furwell. And it was lower. Well done. So we'll move yeah. on. Higher or lower than Paul Furwell, yeah. Will? Derek Asamoah. Legend. Yeah. Legend. <laughs> I'm, Remember his I think, I think it's. I think it, I'm going to go higher. They're both players that are mostly kind of around the lower leagues, but you know, Asamoah has obviously got that. Go- he's got a good goal scoring record. For his entire career, so a bit I of think, flair as well. Yeah, I think I did have a bit higher. of flair about him. Yeah. yeah, so you're going higher for Derek yeah. Asamoah, and he was higher than Paul Furwell in FIFA 15. Well done. So it goes back to you, Max. We're talking about Daniel Kearns. 
Daniel Kearns, I don't even remember him. This is going to be a, a proper stub in the dark, this. <laughs> um, I reckon Asano was probably one of our higher ones. I don't think he was... I don't, he wasn't the highest, but he was one of the highest. I'll go, yeah. I'll go lower. I'll go lower for this one because he can't like remember a... him. So, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, a... if I'd remembered him, he would have been. Yeah, he's yeah. a player that you can't remember more higher rated than one of our <laughs> legends. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like your logic is sound. Your logic is absolutely sound, but unfortunately, the stats are oh. against oh. you. Daniel Kearns was higher than Derek Asamoah. I'm surprised at that. Yeah, it's a shocker. It's a big shocker. That so also Will makes him you higher than Furwell. It does make him higher than Furwell. Maxi was spot on with Furwell. He was 59 rated. So he was yeah. spot on with Furwell. So from Charlie Wyke, it was 58 for Charlie Wyke, as we know. Stephen Elliott was 63. Paul Furwell was 59. Derek Asamoa was 62. Daniel Kearns, for where we'll pick up next week, is 63. Hmm. Pretty solid. Just one. Just one point between the two of them. I think Kearns was a right midfielder as well on, on, on FIFA oh, 15. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Irish, Irish right midfielder. Yeah. yeah. Highly rated, but a, a forgotten name. A forgotten name. I think he was more yeah. highly rated on FIFA than he kind of yeah. managed to perform on the pitch. He <laughs> um, left us for mental health reasons. Well, he kind of he was given extended leave and then he kind of never really came back. So. I can hardly remember him ever playing for us. Yeah. That's probably highly rated. Yeah. yeah, highly rated nonetheless. Highly rated nonetheless. Now, uh, we'll, we'll move on, lads, to the part of the show where we cover what happened on the weekend. That's right. It's time for the match report. And as I always do, I'll give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for their 1-0 defeat against Port Vale. In goal, making his debut was Anderson with a back five of back, Lavelle, Huntington, Mellish and Armour, a midfield three of McCalmont, Guy and Moxon, and the strike partnership of Maguire and Plange. Will, reverting yeah. back to the 5-3-2 system, um, how do you feel Carlisle United settled in? Is this a formation you'd like to see us stick with going forward? Um. Did you not read my message that I sent before the thing? So <laughs> I I didn't like have a radio or watch it at Solfest like Max did. So I haven't mm. seen the highlights, haven't read any match reports. I was kind of maybe hoping that you guys could tell us a bit about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> all, all I know is that Anderson, I know that he started instead of Holy. I know that their goal was a penalty. Yeah. And I know that we didn't have many shots on goal. That's it. That's all I know about it. Well, like you said, I, w- I was listening to it. So yeah. And it made for pretty morbid listening, I must admit. Yeah. yeah. I was sat there with my can, pretty, like proper optimistic. I was like, we're going to win this five minutes. I can feel it in my bones. Yeah. <laughs> the commentator just, it was like, they were all, they're all over us. And um, I, have, I have watched the highlights and I've watched Simo's um, interview afterwards as well. Yeah. And um, it sounded like we had sort of in the whole game maybe a 15-minute spell where we were kind of all right. But yeah. other than that, um, we, were, we weren't brilliant. Um, they were all over us. But after watching Simo's interview, um, the thing, he was absolutely fuming, by the way. I don't know if you've watched yeah. it on YouTube. But, yeah. um, he wears his heart on his sleeve like you can see it. 
Yeah, he does. You can, I mean, just to describe the goal, if you haven't seen it, um, Melish sort of has Melish has a does a throw in um, to the keeper across across our sort of box. Um, there's no pressure, but then um, the keeper Andres and um, just fails to deal with it. It kind of bounces ah. off his chest. Um, one of their players nicks it and he takes him down. Um, but he dived. He didn't take. There was knee contact in that. I know, but at the end of the day, if you're a ref and you're sort of, you've got the view that he's got, you're gonna give the pen, aren't you? Yeah. Like, um, and we don't have VAR, unfortunately, or maybe <sighs> fortunately, depending on, <laughs> depending on the day. Yeah. But do you remember back in the, the, get the pen. Do you remember back in the day when they used to kind of ban people for three games for diving? That like. Look at it on video. Remember, Sean Miller was the first player in the country to get it. Was he? Whatever happened to that? That seemed to yeah. only be a thing for two seasons, and then it stopped again. Where they were, yeah. the, you know, they actually started handing out retro retrospective bans for for diving. It's just these well, bloody trends, isn't it? It's like right now, it's all extra time, extra time, extra time. But next yeah. season, it won't be like. Well, yeah. Looking back, you can't. At the end of the day. Why is Melish why is Melish throwing it to the keeper there? Why is the yeah. keeper not dealt with it? As a professional a footballer, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I could have probably dealt with that better than him. I don't know what yeah. he was doing. Maybe he was nervous because it was his debut or something. Um but it's the fiftieth minute as well, isn't it? Yeah, the the blame doesn't lie with the ref, to be honest. It's like it was an awful goal. It was absolutely like when you watch it back, it's just ridiculous. It is. It's 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 a it's a poor goal to concede. It really is. Like you said, it was is it was. It was Mellish tried to take the throw in quite quickly, um, and he's obviously put it straight across the box. And Anderson's like he's not got to the ball fast enough just to control it with his feet. So he's gone to sort of like chest it, but he's in the wrong position. He's like he's like half a foot to the left. So like yeah. he almost it almost hits him in the arm, which would be fine because you're the goalkeeper <laughs> and you're in the box. But he reacts like like I don't know like it's 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 very strange. And then yeah, the ball does go across him. The striker takes the touch away from him, and it's on that second touch I think is where the impact is from the goalkeeper. If there is any go- impact at all from the goalkeeper, um, yeah. it's stupid for him to be put in that position by Mellish. It's stupid for him uh, to be in the position in the first place after failing to take control of the ball but the question is I mean it would 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 Holy have dealt with it would Holy have just put his foot through it like do you think like they would that have been the difference maker in that situation Max um I don't I don't know I don't care to be honest like it's <laughs> it, like it's it's done now do you know what I mean like yeah he'll probably say that he would have just booted it but maybe he wouldn't have it's kind of like know. what we it, talked about um the, the other week about the danger that comes with dropping yeah. goalkeepers is that I haven't seen it. If if it was a a real balls up by the keeper, then he's get slated for that. He's gonna have like a bad morale, or maybe Simo's seen that and thinks that he's not that you know that he's not gonna be good enough to be our number one. But now Holy's got low morale because he's been dropped and. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do think Simo was kind of well within his rights to kind of bring a new goalkeeper mm. in because he did want two 
number ones at the end of the day to like yeah. sort of challenge each other. And um, you know, I, I don't think everybody wants two number ones. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's <it. laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you looking for in a goalkeeper? Well, we want one that's not as good as the one we've already got. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, um, yeah, I, I don't think Simo will be, I don't know, maybe maybe that's it for on Andres and um, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I think feel like was... Simo's Simo's going to stick with it. I think like I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't, you can't make that decision on a one-off. Like yeah. you've got to kind of stick to your guns. He's already came out in the press and he said to the News and Star or whatever after the game because they asked him what made him make the decision and he did say, "I thought about it last season, dropping him a couple of times last season, um, yeah. but obviously now this season I've potentially got a better." competitor to rightfully yeah. take that position and give it a shot to so he's obviously I mean he's, he's just came out and said it he's had doubts about Holy before but yeah. he told him he was his number one at the start of the season he's played he's played 53 games consecutively for Carlisle United which is a fantastic achievement as well um, but it, it, he's always had those moments, hasn't he? And yeah, like yeah. he's quite rightfully said, who's to say that he wouldn't have put his foot through it or who's to say that he wouldn't have made a meal yeah. out of it in the same way that Anderson did because we've he's all some, seen him make mistakes before in the past. somehow gets away with it though, Holy. Well, he's because he's, he's a charming, he's a charming giant. That's why yeah. he's a big friendly giant, isn't he? That's why he gets away with it because he yeah. he takes adorable pictures, uh, cuddling, cuddling the trophy and stuff. I don't mean, he? Like, I mean, he gets away with it as in like, you know, he'll he'll kind of mistouch it, but it's okay, it won't go to anyone and then he'll clear it at the second attempt. Yeah. He seems to he seems to kind of like although he will have moments and he seems to have like, you know, he'll maybe have like one every one or two games where you're kind of like, Oh Thomas, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, like he'll try and turn someone, try and do a sweeper keeper thing. Yeah. And then it like never leads to a goal, does it? Yeah, oh <laughs> even if he loses it, he just it just gets lucky. Just never <laughs> I mean that's that might be the difference between yeah. League One and Two though. You know, you might get caught out a few more times this year. Yeah. We don't know. We honestly don't know. But yeah, I mean that was the goal. It, it did it did sound like Carlisle United were under the cosh for most of the game. Uh Port Vale opened things up with a couple of good chances before Carlisle got themselves in the game. Uh, there was a chance set up from Callum Guy to Owen Moxon, um, who fired just over the top, and then Callum Guy himself had a chance after being set up by Elfie McCalmont after a nice bit of build-up play from a short taken call. Corner. Um and yeah, we know Callum Guy's got that in his locker, but I mean it's 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 one in fifteen, one in eighteen that Callum Guy is gonna step up and actually put one of those in the back of the net. And again, those chances are gonna get further and farther between because it's easier to close them down because the players are just better than they were last year. So they see it happening faster, they they're picking up the men faster. Callum Guy's gonna have left time on the ball to make that shot, and he was rapidly getting closed down for that effort itself. Um, lads, it's always difficult to give a Foxy's feature man of the match on a game that Carlisle United lose, but I mean it's a bit of a trend at the moment, to be honest. Uh, we we haven't been able to do anything else other than that. <laughs> Obviously, you're both within your right to say nobody deserves man of the match, but we've all got our favourites, you know, and we can all twist and bend the narrative to maybe suit one of them. Uh, I will say that uh, Liam, uh, his contribution was uh, Callum Guy. He said that he did really well in the opening stages and kept Carla United in the game with a couple of crucial tackles. Uh, and I have to agree with him from what I heard. He sounded like he was, he was 
that, that the old captain Callum guy when he first picked up the armbands, um, he, trying to take some ownership and uh, step up and do some leadership and organise the midfield and organise the defence potentially as well. Um, and obviously that long range effort was arguably the best effort that we had on goal for the entire game as well. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it to Callum Guy. Will, uh, are you going to give it to anyone? No. No, you're going to resign the fact to nothing, uh, Max? <laughs> yeah, for, for me, I'm, I'm not going to give him one of the maths, to be fair, because uh, how I don't think you can, to be fair. like Obviously, Callum Guy might have had a decent game, but we've got zero wins on the board. You know, I don't think it would be uh, deserved, really, from anyone. I, I don't think any, any of them would have wanted one of the match anyway. It's <laughs> difficult. Yeah, it's a difficult one. Uh, we'll move on, lads. We'll talk about uh, the future, which is Carla United's next opponents, who are Shrewsbury, who were played at home on Saturday, the 2nd of September at Brunton Park. Um, I mean, we know who's there. We know yeah. Feeney's there. Um, Shrewsbury. Have name for him. Haven't well, yeah. Uh, Deadwood <laughs> came up. Liam came up with a with a name for him, didn't he? he wasn't very nice. Shrewsbury themselves are lying eleventh in the table. Uh, they've got nine points, and um, I mean they had a bit of a rough start to the season, but they've managed to sort of gather a bit of traction and start moving themselves up towards uh, the, the sort of middle of the league where they expect them to finish, I suppose, towards the end of the season. And um, Max, what's your prediction for this game? Um, for me, I think if we're going to win, we're going to have to dig in and put out a really good result defensively. Uh, I think they're a good side. Um, but I, I'm just going to go with a 1-0 win uh, from us. Uh, I'd love to see Sean Maguire score, I really would. But, uh, I'm yeah, I might just go with a... I think I might score from a corner, maybe from Inton, from a corner. Direct from a corner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, yeah, that's what call them Olympic corners, is it? Is that what that is? Well, well, oh, man. I'll call them skeleton <laughs> corners because I know skeleton <laughs> oh, does the attack and set pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I think a 1 0 win would be nice, but I just want to get that first win on the board. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't too anxious about it, like, kind of, um, maybe last week or the week before, but. I think we really need, we do need to do that, otherwise we're going to get left behind pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> Will, how are you um, uh, thinking about the Shrewsbury game? Um, to be honest, I, it's, I find it difficult to be too optimistic about it because I'm kind of like, except where, you know, we're, that we are probably going to be struggling down the wrong end of the table this season. Shrewsbury are an experienced team at this level. Um who I have my concerns about because of their manager, um, mm-hmm. but they've start, you know, they've still got a decent squad and they've started the season well. Um, they just seem like one of those teams that are just going to be like competent on the ball. But yeah. I want I want the predictors to win, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to have, and you know, like Max was saying, one nil. It's the only win that I can see as getting. Can't see as winning 2-1 or 3-2 or anything like that. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, do, do you want a goal scorer? I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Plange. Plange. Plange will get one, yeah. That'd be and nice. Kind of, I, I I reckon last time I saw him he was kind of getting closer to scoring. 
I don't know if he looked anything near that at Port Vale, but it seems like nobody did. Uh, so, like, Carl, the, the, the three teams that uh, Shrewsbury have beaten this season are the three teams that sit underneath Carlisle. Uh, at the yeah. moment in the league, Burton, okay. Fleetwood and Cheltenham. So the teams that they've beaten, they've beaten by a very narrow margin and they are, um, you know, they're down there yeah. in the relegation zone, just like we are. So like maybe that's maybe that's a good sign for us. You know, maybe Shrewsbury have just had, yeah. you know, some easy fixtures at the start of the season. Um, and, and so it's reflecting them in the league in quite a positive position at this early stages. So I'm going to be even more optimistic. I'm going to say Carlisle are going to be, really gunning for it and um, it's now or never to get those first three yeah. points that's how Simo's going to put it across to the players I think he's going to expect them to get the three points here and um, make it a really hard game for uh, Feeney on his return I'm going to say 2-0 to Carlisle on the day and um, I mean goal scorers will include Owen Moxon and Jordan Gibson I'd love that I hope you're yeah. right <laughs> that'd be lovely that'd be lovely but Denwood Denwood said 1-0 to Carlisle with uh, Morgan Feeney scoring an own goal uh, that's, what, that's, what, that's what Denwood no, said that'd be even better I'd rather not <laughs> that's what Denwood said in his prediction now gentlemen we're getting towards the end of the show which means it's time for everybody's favourite game the that's right it's time for kissing the player it's called Guessing the guessing Player, the as player, the old yeah. theme song goes. That would go off at Solfest, that like the fucking yeah. tenderly. Like, yeah, go crazy at Solfest. But no, like we've we've structured it this season. So we've got a bit of a fixture list. We've got rotating uh, uh, question masters, as it were, or clue guides. I don't know what the right name for, for the role of that person would be. A question, because <laughs> it's not really a clue question, is it? Is, um, yeah. It's more clues clue than questions. Yeah, it sounds like the question master at a hipster pub quiz. The clue guide. <laughs> the clue guide. <laughs> the clue guide. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Will, you're playing Clue Guide this week. Yeah. And uh, I'm making my guess on the player debut. Max, it's your second game of the season. Uh, we've had a postponement. It was supposed to be me versus Liam this week, but we've had to rejig the fixture list. Don't worry about it. It's the early stages of the season. It'll all add up. We're going to get a good old graphic table on the go as well uh, so we can Ooh. stick it on our Instagram page and stuff because I think that'll be fun as well. Um, but yeah, Will, it's your turn. Yeah. And um, I'll have to tell you, I'm not fixing it, Max. I'm not. Yeah. But I'm the home team this time, so I get I get, I get to go first. You'll yeah, you'll be the home it. team next time we play against each other. I think like over the season we're all going to play each other like like three or four times anyway, yeah. four times to make it fair. I think. Um, so yeah, it is. It, it's my turn to be the home team this time. So I'm going to get to guess first. Will it's your debut as the old question master? But first, before yeah. we dive into things, I mean, Max, you've had a preseason, didn't go very well. You've made your <laughs> debut, didn't go very well. How do you think it's going to go for you this week? Not very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're more confident than I am. <laughs> oh well, I think, I'm, I think I'm gonna have a similar season to the Carlisle United are having to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. That's, I feel like it's gonna go really bad. I, I'm all confident when I've got the name in my hand, but now someone else has got the name. I'm in my hand. nervous that Will's doing it as well. I'm, I'm thinking it's gonna be some sort of obscure player as well. But hopefully, I've, yeah, I've I've made sure to kind of like keep it. To... An era that kind of everyone on this podcast kind of remember. 
Okay, okay, okay. That's 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 not the first clue, by the way. <laughs> no. I'm not making a guess. I'm not making the a guess. Is, but... It wasn't someone who played for us before any of you were born. It well, wasn't. Yeah, no, that's not the clue. That's just. Oh, that's not the clue, right? Okay. No, just me reassuring you, I haven't gone for someone really old and obscure. No, yeah, I feel like we, there's an unwritten rule where we have to play within the first like nine years of the youngest person on the podcast. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the... So it's like if Denwood's on it, it has to be from like 15 onwards, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Will's crack on, mate. Yeah, let's have a go at it. Let's see how we get on. Okay, so first clue then, Liam. This player has just had a successful season at Plymouth Argyle, getting promoted from League One as champions, making 40 appearances in their winning season. He's just had a season with Plymouth Argyle. Successful season, yeah. uh, League One champions last season. He was made 40 appearances for them. Well, um, I don't know. Max is smiling like he knows it. We got to know it, you know. (laughs) <laughs> the first time since playing this game, I think. Like... <laughs> well, pressure, pressure's, pressure's on now, Liam. It is. The pressure's yeah. on. The pressure's you know, on now. You, you know, you always like saying that whenever you can see the look on the look on Max's face that you might know the answer. <laughs> you, you love winding up pressure's on. <laughs> oh, God. Um, let me think. Um, right. I mean, it's obscure. But like, I'm trying to I think. Didn't say of... it was obscure. No, no, no. Like I'm trying to think. I'm trying uh, to think of obviously players that have signed over the summer, uh, and I don't know the playing history that well for most of the new players. But for somebody that's going to be on that level playing consistently, I don't know. For some reason, I'm just going to go with it. Magooch. Have I worded the question really badly? What have you no. said? He played. No, he, he's, Magooch he doesn't played play for Plymouth. He's never played for Plymouth. No, he plays for Plymouth now. Is... Eh? Oh, he plays for Plymouth he now. The... He plays for Plymouth now. Just for the No. I thought, yeah, no, i when you said a current Carlisle player, I was like, oh, <laughs> I've compl- have I kind of completely badly worded it? But Max got it. Yeah, right. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, that's my fault then for not understanding right. the question. And I've done the wrong guess. It's normally the. Yeah. Uh... He's I've done the, the wrong guess. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. No, it's my no, fault. Have another guess. guess. He's just this player has just had a successful season at Plymouth Argyle, getting promoted from League One as champions, making forty appearances in their winning season. I guess I didn't say that he's still at Plymouth specifically, but yeah, sorry, I thought that was implied. Oh God. Um. <laughs> right. Um, right, who might be at Plymouth now that played for Carlisle? Um, <laughs> Max has got to wait a long time for this. This answer has been like watch, running around. Watch me be wrong now. Watch me be wrong now. Uh, I mean, if it, if, if it what, happens, it what happens. It, what, it? what if Liam's right? How will you feel if, if like Liam gets it now? And you, I'll just, I'll just leave, let him I'll stick just leave with the <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't do it. You can't do it. I mean, like I'm, I'm drawing a blank to be honest. I can't think of any ex Carlisle players that have gone over to Plymouth, um, like kind of recently. So I'm, I'm gonna have to just like sort of go out on a right. limb. I'm kind of thinking because he'd be good enough, he obviously good enough to make the jump over to Plymouth if he's been playing for us recently. So I'm kind of thinking it's like a somebody that we've added on loan. Um, 
but he's like you said, he's been there for a season or two, so it wouldn't be a necessarily a recent loan. Uh, let's go with. Don't know. Reggie. <laughs> Reggie Lamp. <laughs> Isn't it Liam being in that position? No, Reggie Lamp is not correct. Uh, Max? Wait, I'm going to say McCauley Gillespie. That's correct. Oh, <laughs> it is. Yeah, who knew McCauley Gillespie was a League One champion? Basically, I didn't know. Yeah, he snuck back into the country and... I gotta get my pen. I gotta get my pen. Max got three points. <laughs> gotta get my pen. Max, is, Max has just shot himself into the lead. Two fixtures, two fixtures played, and in the lead. Well done, man. Well done. No, I mean, yeah, it is difficult on the other side. It is difficult yeah, yeah, on the other side. Know, just yeah. even, just, even just the thing, like I've got to say something that doesn't sound stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I'm just sort of like who, who, who played at. Plymouth. I'm pretty sure Reggie Lamb had a couple of years I keep, at Plymouth. Yeah, I, say, I, I keep saying Chris Chandler all the time whenever like my mind goes black. Like, <laughs> oh, I can't think. I can't think of any goalkeepers at all. Chris Chandler. <laughs> one day, one day it'll be Chris yeah. Chandler. <laughs> one day it'll be well, Chris now Chandler. Now it won't because I've admitted it. <laughs> No, that's true, actually, yeah. that's true. But, um, I mean, all things going well, uh, next episode, Max, it's uh, you're going to be the, the question guide or the clue guide. I don't just keep mixing yeah. the word up. And uh, it, it's going it's it's to be the be actual answer. fixture of me versus Liam as well. So uh, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do that one next week. Um, but uh, you're gonna be the clue guide for that one. Uh, but no, it's been a pleasure playing guessing the player. Uh, didn't get <laughs> off to the best of starts for me. I hope to make a swift recovery next week <laughs> against the much experienced uh, Liam. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes. But yeah, it's been a good episode, lads, considering we've been uh, under difficult circumstances. Another defeat for Carlisle United. But as we always do at the end of the podcast, we try and, uh, you know, look look up and look forward. And we've all predicted that Carlisle are going to win on the weekend. And you've got to get yourselves down to Brunton Park and support the boys. Uh, don't leave them now. Don't leave them now. Honestly, stick with them yeah. for the season. Well, don't leave them this well, way. Well, we will have a great atmosphere it's a great time at Brunton Park I know I know the, the concessions in the Warwick aren't always the best as we discussed last week but you know there's the beehive there's the rugby club yeah. you can get you can get loaded before you go to the game it's fine <laughs> you know you don't have to worry about them cues you'll sneak something in you'll be fine but no honestly lads it's been an absolute pleasure this week doing the podcast with us and uh, there isn't really anything else left for us to say apart from bye for now Bye for now. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them 
honestly, if you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.